0: Hello, everybody. Today, we are talking to Victoria Robinson from Reassemble. Today, we're going to dive into some subjects like the initial contact and the conversations surrounding that, what that looks like, how she's assessing their needs, because maybe a retreat option isn't a best way for them, the best kind of group for them. Is she charging a fee and why? And, and then what happens to those ladies who contact us when we reach out to them and then nothing, they disappear, they ghost us. What that means for them And what that means for us as leaders. So stay tuned. It's a very lively and engaging conversation. Welcome to the Abortion Recovery Network podcast. We are group leaders helping group leaders with abortion recovery ministry through informal and casual conversations. Your hosts are Linda Keener Thomas, founder and board chair of the National Memorial for the Unborn, and Mindy Lefishore, founder of an even place virtual abortion recovery ministry. As I began an Even Place in January 2022, I wanted to talk with other Abortion Recovery Ministry leaders to share the vision I had and learn whatever I could about Abortion Recovery Ministry. As I talked with some amazing women who I now call friends, I was surprised to learn they were as eager as I was to hear from other leaders. An idea was birthed to start a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, from all over to share experiences, ideas, challenges, joys, and learn from one another while doing your laundry, cooking your dinner, or driving in your car. Linda and I met the fall of 2022. I shared this idea with her and she jumped on board. Our desire is to allow you to enter our conversations with other abortion recovery leaders, learn the nuts and bolts of how they lead their groups and connect with one another to build a strong network of leaders, helping leaders reach the millions suffering with an abortion experience. Hello, everybody. This is Abortion Recovery Network, and Linda and I are here today with Victoria Robinson, and she's got a whole bunch of stuff she's going to share with you and I, you're going to learn about from her because she's been doing this ministry for 25 years, but I'm going to let her
1: introduce herself, Victoria. Victoria. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you, first of all, for what you're doing. We need more of us out there doing it because there is a harvest of people waiting for this kind of help. I have been involved in abortion recovery for over 25 years. This is my 26th or 27th year. I honestly can't remember. I'd have to uh, use my brain to figure that out, but it's it's over 25 years. And i um, I went through a Forgiven and Set Free Retreat model. The very first one they ever did, Carolyn Rice and Trina Pitts taught it. They worked with Linda Cochran on it. Back in Greenville, South Carolina, I was in the very first weekend. And they took the eight, 10-week study, put it in the weekend model. I can remember that I didn't know anything. I was just brand new, had not been involved in abortion recovery ministry at all. The director at the pregnancy center where I was, said, you need to go to this retreat that I heard about. And they have one spot left. They literally had one spot left and it started in two weeks. So I had to get the homework done right away. I went through that from Thursday to Sunday. And on Sunday, I knew my life was not ever going to be the same, but also that I was anxious to learn how to do what they just did for me so I could do it for others. So I have been doing abortion recovery ever since even as a CEO and an executive director of pregnancy centers throughout my career, 24-year career before I started full-time abortion recovery, I always did abortion recovery. That was one of my prerequisites to the board when they hired me was I have to continue doing this abortion recovery work. So um, that's how important it is to me. It's so important that I started my own nonprofit a little over a year ago called reassemble life.com is the website, but reassemble is the name of my ministry, just to do abortion recovery.
0: That is awesome. Uh, can you okay? So, first off, we're going to do a sound check. So apologize, audience, but is everybody hearing me okay? We are having weather. We're all three of us are in the same region. We are having weather and my internet can be spotty. So are you guys hearing me okay?
2: I am, and we'll probably cut this out. But when Victoria's talking, I'm hearing at the end of each sentence this little scratchy. Are you hearing that, Mindy? I'm
1: not mm-hmm. hearing it, but I did an I did a podcast recently, Linda, and it did the same thing. Okay. Um, it was like this. Oh, just I, hear voice. Voice. Like I hear it like that. Is it kind of yeah. like a yeah?
0: It's like a static. You know, so I think how do it's okay. I get okay. rid of that? I don't know. It might be um, your microphone. You might Could get I a headset. Turn down
1: my microphone. Maybe. Maybe or... a little bit. Maybe that's it. All right. How's that? Is that better? Right now it, it is. is. Yeah. Okay. Then maybe that Perfect. was it.
2: So you want to okay. start over
1: or are you good? Nope. Nope. I'm going to that was the
2: end of the introduction. So it was a real good stop at spot.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and cut all this out. So Victoria, I would like to know, I since you've been doing this so long, what I think I would like for you to do for us, and we're going to kind of do this in sections. So um we're going to walk you through by uh, certain set of questions to how you start from finish what it kind of looks like for a woman a participant to come through so when somebody initially contacts you do you make a text do you reach out to them by text by email by phone what is your first mode of contact and what is that initial con uh call or contact conversation look like i,
2: I reach, reach out, out to the them by, by- email. oh i'm sorry
1: Sorry, go ahead, Linda.
2: And where did the how do the women find you too? Okay, a step back from that. Yeah,
1: the way the women find me is different than the way they're going to find center directors. Um, I do a lot of media, a lot of of interviews. I do. I speak at a lot of events. I'm right now speaking at many events for an organization called Turning Point. So what's happening because of all the different places? Everyone's platform is different. For me, this may not be the same for a director. Uh, what I would say, what I've always said to directors is go to your pool of people, go, go look in your, um, the uh, client intake forms that you've already done. And even though we all, all know they don't always write, they've had an abortion, but that is where I would start. For me, they find me through interviews because when I'm doing interviews, they're always putting my contact information. So they'll email me, they'll find me on social media. I have a pretty big following on Facebook and Instagram and they'll find me through there, they'll message me. And what I do initially after I hear from them is I send them an email personally from me thanking them for for their courage to write me and to reach out to me. I know it wasn't easy, and I just start the conversation that way. Some of them never write me back. They've been brave, and then it's like, I can't do this, but they'll keep my information because I'll sometimes hear from them months and months, sometimes over uh, years later. Hey, I wrote you back, and they'll tell me. I was too afraid, but now I think I'm ready. Can you tell me more about it? So, that's what i initially do i start with an email when we have a couple conversations on email find out where they live i'll find i'll start doing my own research to see what centers are in that area i'll go online and look or sometimes make a phone call to that center asking them about their abortion recovery the next thing that i'll do after i've gone through emails is i'll schedule a phone call so that's the way that i can vet These um, these young women and men, because men have reached out to me as well and find out where their head is. What if they've had, you know, any any kind of other exposure to abortion recovery more. The majority have not. They've never heard about it until they've heard me on an Ali Beth Stuckey interview or Eric Metaxas interview. They never even knew it existed until they heard me on those interviews. And so then I'll let them know, well, here's the situation. You've got a few options. One, I do abortion recovery retreats on the weekends, as you heard, but they fill up fast and I don't do these every weekend. So those aren't the easiest to get in. Number two, and then we explore that to see if one's close to them. I find out where they live. The second thing I tell them their option is I have a colleague and it's Mindy who does online retreats and who does our on, online weekly. And then I give them that option. The third option I give them or really I, they're all kind of first options. It's up to them to choose which one's best for them is a pregnancy center in their area. And I let them know I've already found out there's one that does abortion recovery. I can connect you with them. I get a little bit of everything. You guys, sometimes I get nope, nope. I only want you. I, I, they already, just because of an interview feel connected to me. And they already, feel, well, you guys, we know that telling someone I had an abortion is a big step. Mm-hmm. So if I'm the first person they say to it, either in an email or on the phone, they feel already a bond and a connection. So I've had to kind of talk some of them into, like I had, I sent one to um, a couple centers that I trained to do the abortion recovery for the weekend. I had to reassure them, look, I trained them. They it's going to just like like I'm there because they are doing it the way that I do it, but I just can't be there. Um, But you have to get you have to trust me and then they'll sign. They'll say, "Okay, I'll trust you. So that's how they find me. That's how I start talking to them. Um, And then it just works out weeding through. Because, as I said, some of them I don't hear from again ever or, or I will eventually or for months or months later. Because they're too scared. The bottom line is it's just fear that keeps them from getting the help they need. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, it does. That was good good really good informative answer. And um, I, I'm curious. so you talk to somebody, right? and you 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 had a couple conversations by email and now you're talking on the phone, and um, they haven't signed up like they haven't, do do well, first of all, do you have an official way that they sign up or do you just write them down for a location if they're coming to retreat? And if they haven't officially committed, like what's that look like for them to commit to you? I know some of us have like these sign up processes where, okay, now they're, Mm -hmm. they're on a list. Right. And what's that look like for you? And how many times do you contact them before you decide I'm not contacting them anymore? Like it's too much.
1: Uh, First of all, I'd like to just uh, point out my grandchildren's art behind me. That's Um, that's, that's six of the of the 10 one on the way, Um, because people are always like, what is that behind her? There you go. Stop looking. That's what that is. It's little (laughs) pictures from my grandkids. Um, So it it just varies, Mindy. It just varies, Linda. I, I don't have some cookie cutter thing. Now, as far as getting people in the retreats, I'll take you through that process. I have a waiting list for retreats and I let them know that. And I let them know that if you want to be in the retreat, you're going to have to make a deposit and you're going to have to mail a check in because this is another way for them to make a commitment. Now, there is I make I make them do a deposit. That's a requirement to save their spot. If they can't afford the rest of the entry fee, which I can get scholarshiped, but I don't tell them that they've got to have skin in the game. Now, the deposit is a non-refundable non-negotiable deposit because that saves their spot and it makes me know they're serious. And most of them say, can I Venmo you? I don't want to lose my spot. Where do I mail the check? I will get it today in the mail and they'll text me or email me. It's in the mail. Will you please tell me you got it? So I know I have my spot and I didn't do that for a long time um, because I just, who wants to charge people for healing? But what was happening is As it happens at every single retreat, people bow out the week of, and I cannot give someone their spot because 30 days before I start my retreats on that Thursday evening, I send these ladies chapter one and chapter two of forgiven and set free. And it has to be done before Thursday night. So if I, and I want to give them 30 days minimum to get that done. Not that it takes 30 days, but I want them to know they have plenty of time to get it finished. I can't call someone on my waiting list. If someone cancels three or four days a week out and say, Hey, someone canceled. Do you want, I'm not going to do that. So my board actually started saying, you're going to have to come up with a way, not for the sake of money for the sake. And I'd be like, no, no, I'm not charging anybody for this. And they said, Vic, you've got to give, They, they have to have a commitment to show they're serious And then now I agree, I've been doing it now for eight eight months, nine months, and I agree. It's made all the difference. I've also told them with no uncertain terms, unless it's an emergency that makes you bow out, you don't get that $100 back, it's a $100 deposit. And I tell them, it cost me reassemble $980 average per person for a retreat. The venue, the food, the supplies, um. Uh. The book. Everything. The the lodging. Food. All of it. It's about average. Nine hundred. We've done the the numbers. It's about nine hundred and eighty dollars. So the figure that I put on it was two hundred and fifty dollars a weekend per person. Um. Now the hundred is non-negotiable, non negotiable, non non refundable. If they can't afford the rest of the one fifty, I get it scholarship. And I've only had two girls do that in a year and a half who were college students. And the other ones, you know what I get from them? Wait, that's it? I spend more than that seeing my therapist. And then after on Sunday, they look at me and go, I would have given you five, $10,000 for what just happened for me. It's not about the money, although it does help to defer the cost, it's about the commitment, it's about them being serious. And money, let's face it, is what makes people get a little more serious. So unless it's an emergency and they bow out, I tell them, if you sign up for another retreat and you're lucky to get in because of availability, you have to pay the $100 again. And listen, please hear, don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not about me trying to strong arm and get them money, money. It's not about that. But these women have got to be pushed and the way I do retreats is I'm very bold and I'm very much the whole weekend. I don't play games. I'm not there to, to sugarcoat anything and I'm not there to coddle them. I'm there for them to leave different Sunday than they came Thursday. And that's why I feel like my retreats are very unique. Uh, I can train others to do them and, and to hope and pray they have the right person to lead, but it also takes a different personality. If I'm being honest, someone who can hack a weekend retreat so that's why it's great to have other options the weekly um, the in-person and the retreat model because we all have different personalities and we're all going to do it different so i hope that that answers your question
2: yeah i love that charging too and and i've thought about that even with our weekly groups um, to cover the material and it's not that we need the money and i'm not doing it now but i have in past years and, and I love that reminder because I think the skin in the game really makes a lot of sense.
1: I, I think I highly encourage it, Linda. I tell all the center directors that I that I meet with or, or um, do retreats with, I tell them it's up to you the price you want to put on it, but put a price on it. Yeah. You have to make that. Even if you want to charge $50 for the whole weekend, I don't care. Make them pay something so that they know. It's like you give away free tickets. People are still apt to not show up on the night of the event because it was free. Oh, well, it was free. I didn't have, but when they have something invested and they're investing in themselves, it shows me they're serious and it shows me they're ready to start to do whatever it takes to get healed.
0: So let's, Um, I'm going to sidetrack on our conversation a little bit, because I think you mentioned two, two different times you mentioned once, um, when they call you that first time and they say, Hey, I've had an abortion or, you know, they made that first contact by email, then they don't contact you again. And then you say, you know, they signed up and then they didn't come. And that's why you were, um, charging a fee. And what I'm seeing there is what we see after doing this for so long is that each time a woman comes forward and says, I've had an abortion. It is a, step in their healing process. And for some, they need to withdraw from that and process that. And I want you to talk about that, Victoria, because you've seen this for 25 years. And I really want you to share with the new leaders, particularly that don't understand this yet because they're probably thinking, well, gosh, if they need healing, wouldn't they just go for it? Why do they pull back? What's going on there?
1: I'm glad you asked that, Mindy, because this happens quite often. I was just doing a retreat recently and I won't say where, because I don't want that, um, that, that group to feel bad. Cause I'm not trying to make it them feel bad. This happens everywhere, <laughs> but it, the, the, la- the, uh, the one that happened, not, it was a recent one in the last several months. There was a woman who could, who didn't show up. She canceled the day of and changed her mind. The team was all in a frizzy and they were all like upset because they knew how badly she needed this healing. And it wasn't, they were mad at her it was that they just wanted so much like all of us that's our heart for these women to find healing and i had to sit the team down and say listen to me i know how you feel cuz i felt the same way cuz this is what i how i reacted 25 years ago when women didn't show up but here's what i found out timing is everything and it's not for them yet The Lord will bring them back when it's time for them. But the last thing you want are the wrong people in your abortion recovery. They can ruin the entire weekend, the weekly study, the the online study, Mindy, that you're doing. You've got to get over it, okay? And stop taking it personal. Has nothing to do with you said something wrong or you didn't do enough. Just put put the trust in the Lord. And I've had to do that for the last... 20 some years because it, I took it personal and I thought what could I have done or said to make her show up and then years later she shows up and she'll say if I had come then oh my gosh you don't even know the mindset I was in at that point and I'm like it's happened so many times you guys that I finally got it, it hit me once years and years ago where I went you are so much smarter than me You know, these people (laughs) so much better than me. And I think I'm all that. Oh, why did, what did I do? Has nothing to do with us. When we put our trust in him to know who's supposed to be there, will be there. Let it, leave it, let it go. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you had four women and only two showed up. So what? Give them everything you've got if 10 showed up. I did one um, last year where there was a girl in there who was sex trafficked and two women bowed out the last minute so this group was about four five i want to if i recall and that sex trafficked victim said to us on sunday the group that she bonded with throughout the weekend had anyone else been here i would have not shared what i've shared because i have felt and all the people in the group were her age They had similar stories besides the sex traffic. They were all, you know, dealing with this around the same age of their abortions. They had similar backgrounds with men and all this different stuff. And I'm telling you, the two that didn't come, God love them. They were older women like us. They were much older than these younger in their, all these women were in their 20s. That girl would have never gotten what she got. And it was amazing what God did in her life had those two showed up. We have to trust him. That who is supposed to be there is there and let it go. Too many of us take things personal and it's ridiculous. Yes. We ain't Jesus.
0: Personally, I can vouch for that as my own experience. So I just want to let the audience know a little bit, Victoria, about how we met. And I'm going to do this briefly. So we met through support after abortion. They were doing a virtual forgiveness and Set Free. And um, we were invited to co-lead that together. And we did that. What we found out in the course of that time is that Victoria was actually doing a forgiveness Set Free retreat. I think your first one under Reassemble, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 10 minutes from my house. The week we finished our virtual group and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to, I got to see how you do this. I could not fathom how you're giving, putting forgiven and set free in a whole weekend. And so she let me come and initially it was full. Then some people dropped out. Well, ended up being just me and one other gal. And it ended up being the perfect group for us at that time. Cause I remember you saying, I I think this was perfect just for you two because of what we ended up talking and discussing. So it was beautiful. So yes.
1: 100%. It's, truth. it's the truth. And I'm just telling you, stop thinking about numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have two women in there or 10 women in there or whatever, which I don't recommend, t- I, I don't ever do more than seven in a weekend model retreat anyway, but bottom line is they're going to go talk to someone else. We're going to multiply. Jesus saved the world with 12 people. Mm-hmm. So they're going to multiply. And that's what we've got to get out of our head that we're failing. If we don't have enough, listen, I'll do a. I'll, if I do a retreat and there's seven signed up and two show up, you think I'm going to say, sorry, girls, we're going to reschedule. Right.
0: Nope.
1: Those two are just as important. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give them everything like I would if seven showed up. Mm-hmm. So we got to get out of our head. We're failing when there's enough of us across the country doing this. It won't matter if there's two, five, it won't matter. Mm-hmm. We will multiply our efforts. So get that out of your head. Let's pray that little ego out of you. And, and we're all going to be okay. let give it to Jesus and don't get, take it personal and don't get angry with the woman. I don't care how many t- how many hours you've spent with her before you do your you start your study. Don't be angry with her. And if you right. get angry with her, get on your knees and pray because God is in charge. And yes, there are those that God is saying and you and I can know, but I know this was for her and she doesn't come because God can't make us all do anything. So there will be those, but don't feel mad at her. You should feel pity for her and pray for her because That's sad that she's at a place where it is the perfect timing for her, but she decides to walk away. Mm. She's now just gonna have to live with it longer than she would have had to.
0: Yeah. And we can pray that she'll come across somebody else's path who's leading Mm -hmm. these groups because maybe that's what she needs. She we planted a seed. We got her started on that journey, and somebody else is going to pick her up, and that just then might let me be how this, we go. Mindy
1: and Linda, real, while we're talking about that, um, I have a and Linda, you know me, and Mindy, you're one of my closest friends. You, you guys, I've known. I met Linda many, many years ago in in the pro life arena. She was on the board of a center that I I ran, and right outside Nashville. I have a personality that can be a little bit much for some people. I'm very passionate. Um, I'm, I don't play games. I'm very bold. And I, I feel like I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm not coming all the way here to Alaska. I go to Alaska next month. You think I'm going there to do a retreat and play games? I'm, I'm going to, it's, I got to ride in a four seater plane to this little town in Alaska. I'm not going there to, to, to be playing games with these people. I'm going there to make a difference. But my personality, it could be that someone would be work better with Mindy's or Linda's or yours. And it's not mine. Mine could be off putting for them. The women that come through my retreats, the Lord knows my personality. Doesn't mean I have all the women that are tougher. I don't mean that because I've had a lot of very meek, quiet women who say to me, you really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I don't think anyone else could have done it. I had one last recently who said, um, I got to tell you, I know you might, you are your personality. I can tell, I have a couple friends who'd be like, man, for who haven't had abortions, but would who be like, oh my gosh, she scares me. For me, I would have never gotten what I got if you hadn't been the way that you are. So we all have to also recognize God knows we are all unique and different. Mm-hmm. So right. don't take that personal. If someone It doesn't tell you, but thinks, yeah, I just don't want to do it with her. When people say to me, I don't want to do it with this Mindy girl that, you know, they don't know Mindy. So if Mindy took that personal, then that's Mindy's problem. They don't even know her. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, I want you. I only I've already connected with you. I'll, I'll wait a year if I have to wait for your retreat, but I don't want to do it with anybody else unless you lead a retreat. And I have had some women come to retreats that I've done for pregnancy centers because I've started training pregnancy centers to do the weekend retreat model, which is why I'm going to Alaska, which is why I was just in North Dakota, which is why I was just in Wisconsin, which is why I was in New Mexico and in Texas, which is awesome because now I'm duplicating my efforts but I've had women who've reached out to me and I'll tell them I'm doing a retreat for this center in in El Paso for this center in New Mexico for that whatever whatever and then they say oh I live only a few hours from there and what I do is I call the pregnancy center and say hey I have someone who reached out to me through an interviewer online do you have room for one more and they're like yes Tell her, to, tell her she's in. So that has also worked. Where I and which I love that the part of training centers because I'll have more centers that I can say to this person on the phone, trust me, I know they're doing it the way I do it because I'm the one who trained them.
2: I love that. that. I love that. That's what the network, the abortion recovery network, is all about. Is we all are different and it's okay. It's so easy, especially for those of you that are new, that are just getting started, to want to do it like somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way it works. God is going to work through your personality and Mm -hmm. he will have something special and you'll be able to reach people that none of the rest (laughs) of us will be. So that is just so exciting.
1: Yeah. And you know, Linda and Mindy, I've had people that I'm training that say, gosh, Victoria, I I don't want to, I want to do it exactly like you're doing this or that. And I'm like, but you're not me. You're going to do it exactly the way you're supposed to do it. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to work and they're going to love it. Because guess what? They don't know how I did it. They weren't okay. here when I did it. Um, They're gonna I, know it's the right way by the way you do it.
0: I gotta, I gotta jump in here. So Victoria and I got invited um, with Karenette because we helped um, write the "Forgiven and Set Free" Leaders Guide with Jill Marquis. So we were brought in with Linda Cochran, and the four of us um, had the opportunity last August to teach a pre-conference. Um, class, I guess on this. And it was so, it was hilarious. And it's just an example that you're only going to be able to do it the way you do it. Victoria got up and she got to do the whiteboard exercise on the cycle of the crazy cycle, right? (laughs) Which is my favorite thing. And it was, (laughs) and I don't even remember how she described, (laughs) it, but she kept hitting that thing. And the the whiteboard was right by where I was sitting. She kept it. (laughs) She'd hit it. And this is, this is because this is who Victoria is. If I got up there and I tried to pull it off that way, it would be ridiculous. People would be like, sit, please, please sit down. But she got so crazy. And, um, I don't know, she hit that whiteboard so hard. Everything came flying right into my lap and it was just hilarious, but that is a really good example of what she's saying. So I'm just trying to get that across to the audience. Because
1: we're not Our personalities, God made us all different. It doesn't make my way better than your way. I'm not trying to fake anything, you guys. I'm just being me. Yeah, Just like you're being you. It doesn't make one better than the other. We're all different because guess what? Everyone we're going to minister to is different too. Hey, Linda, I see your little hand up.
2: One thing that I've been um, anxious to ask you about, because I'm total old school, weekly, (laughs) 12-week, forgiven and set free for many years, is um, for those of us that have never been through a a weekend retreat, like Mindy said, she was wondering, how in the world do you do it in a weekend? Can you give us any brief ideas? you,
1: You know what, Linda? Everyone says that. And the one that I did in El Paso with Angel Wicker who's an incredible, she's, she's been the director CEO there for 32 years. And for several years, she knew I did the weekend retreat model for of forgiven and set free. And I only use forgiven and set free. You guys, by the way, I know there's a lot of great um, abortion recovery out there. I went through forgiven and set free. Sheila Harper's a friend, save one. I'm not going to use any, anything, but forgiven and set free. That is the one that brought healing into my life. I don't, I'm kind of that person. Why would I break it if it's not or fix it if it's not broken? So she said to me, Angel, there's just no way, which I've heard from, I can't even name how many center (laughs) directors throughout my career. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm telling you it can be done. I'm telling you I've been doing this over two decades. I wouldn't keep doing it if it couldn't be done. And if you don't believe me, then have me do one for you and I'll prove it. So finally... Angel said, okay, Vic, I'm ready. I want to see how this is done. This is what happened. And she's written a letter of recommendation. She'd be happy to get on the phone with any of you. If you want to reference or want to talk to her of why you should consider bringing me to your center to show you how to do the weekend retreat model, she said on Sunday when it was over, through tears in 32 years, Victoria, I have never seen healing Like what I just saw in three and a half days in our office, one-on-one, never, not just with abortion recovery. I have never seen what I just saw happen in three and a half days. So much so that her board approved three retreats a year.
2: What do you think the advantages are of the retreat model?
1: Here's the advantage, Linda. I'm going to tell you, we live in a fast food mentality right now of people and they want it now. And we've got people who are going up to give me my cheeseburger the way I want it. Give me my coffee the way I want it. This is how we've been conditioned. We want things now. Women who have been walking around with abortion trauma for decades or even six months because I, or even a week. I mean, I get messages every day and, and the time frames are completely different from one to another. They don't want an eight or 10 week study. They want it now. You mean you can give me help in three and a half days? Then I want it now. Then there are those personalities who that's too fast for me. That's why I thank God that Mindy's doing what she's doing, that you're doing what you're doing, Linda, because there are those women. But these younger generation of people, even older, I had one recent that was 42 years for her. She put it off for 42 years and she was invited to do the weekly. She said, I just didn't want to do the weekly. Here's the other reason I'm convinced. Do I have proof? No, not scientific or statistical proof, but this is my professional opinion. When a woman comes to, and I can tell you, this is how it would have been for me. With my personality on the second or third week, the wounds are starting to be festering and they're being ripped open. I got to go home or these women go home to a husband. I don't go to home to a husband anymore, but they go home to a husband. They go home to their children and their children and husband are looking at them like, what is wrong with you? She's crying all week. She's got, or a couple of days after she's trying to recover. And they're saying, I don't want you going back to that. Every time you come, you're, you're just like not even functioning for two days because they're walking into a place where no one understands what just, what just happened. There, no one understands what she's just shared for the first time in decades. And now she's got to wait for a week before she can go back into that safe split, the safe place of those people. So I'm convinced it's a couple of reasons. One, people want their healing, and if they can get it in three and a half days, why wait? Two, they want to be able to have it finished. We're there together, no kids, no distractions no husbands, no cooking, nothing. Because at my retreats, they're catered to, they're not even allowed to put a dish in the dishwasher. If I walk into the kitchen and they're putting a dish in, I stop them and say, you need to get out of the kitchen. This You're not doing anything but concentrating on your healing and we're concentrating on you. It's our weekend to love on you. And they're shocked. Um, and they, because that's the, what their normal is but I don't want them to have any distractions. So those are a few of the reasons why I think the retreat model works. But I also want to say that to say, we've got to keep the weekly as well for those who could never do a retreat, who couldn't get away, or it's not their cup of tea. They don't like being in, in a home with people they don't know. I've heard people say that to me and that's I send them to Mindy. They like the idea of being in the safety of their home online where it feels safe so the options are important but no one is ever going to be able to tell me after 25 plus years of doing these retreats that there's something i'll ever stop doing because they don't work because they do god does amazing things in three and a half days
0: so i would like to answer your question yes am i getting delayed? No. Okay. I just want you to talk to us a little bit about when you're approaching Now, each group discussion is different, right? Because we're having, you know, we have different topics per session, but just pick one. And how do you approach your group discussion? Are you focusing on the, um, the discussion questions at the end of a chapter? Are you looking at any of the questions that are inside the chapter? Are you opening up for discussion or is it kind of, um, depending on the group as well. How do you do that?
1: Okay. Another thing about this is experience, doing this, seasoned, I don't know. There is no specific rhyme to my reason. I come to the group sessions and I may start out with one of the questions to get us started. But I have not ever, ever done a retreat that looks the same as far as the group discussions. Never. In 26 years, it's different people. Some of them have, I always tell them when I give them their homework, when they go to their rooms or wherever they go in the house, the Airbnbs, wherever we're at, that if there's a question they get stuck on or one they want to fully discuss, circle it, put a star. We want to make sure we cover it because they know we're not going to go through every question. We don't have time. You guys don't have time. There's no way. But I also let them know, Every question is important for your healing. So what you do in your room and in the privacy of when you're alone is up to you, but you will get out of this what you put into it. So if now that you know we're not going to cover every single question and you think, "And eh, I've got to finish but half the chapter, you're wrong. First of all, you don't know which, which um, questions I'm going to choose And because I choose period, I choose um, questions throughout each chapter. Some I have circled that I always ask, but the majority of them, I, I go, I don't want to say wing it, but it's, I just feel, I let the Holy spirit lead. I'm just being honest. And it just, that's why girls, you got to be prayed up before you do these retreats. You better know what you're doing because hard questions are a- a- asked. And if you're not prayed up and ready, you're not going to be able to ask answer them. And some of these women can leave in worse shape than they walked in. So when people say to me, well, I want to do what you're doing. So I'm going to start doing the re- weekend retreats. You ever done one? No, but I've been doing Forgiven and Set Free. You have no qualifications to do a weekend retreat. You, number one, need to go through one first. And number two, you need to make sure you have the qualifications to lead a weekend retreat because some of the questions I get, some of the women sitting there training say to me after when we regroup, I would have fallen apart and never known how to answer that if you hadn't been here. And that's why the training's important. That's why season, being seasoned is important. I don't think anyone who's not ever done Forgiven and Set Free weekly should jump into a weekend model retreat if you're thinking that's what you want to do. I don't. I did the weekly. I've done that. Um, so I did that at the beginning. I haven't done a weekly, except for the one I did with Mindy, I've, you know, with her. But I'm saying that's not my thing anymore. I'm too busy. So I'm doing other things besides just um, weekend retreats. So I with in all all in within pro-life. So there's no rhyme or, or reason, Mindy. It's just there are some questions I have circled. I don't have my book in front of me. It's over there in my in my um, desk. But there are those that I I tend to always like to ask. But there are some that I circle that we never get to because we start going in, into conversation. So I hope that answers your question. And I, I hope it's helping you. But I'm just being honest. I don't have a book I can give you to say, ask this, do this, do this. Then what? That's not holy. I, I'm not ever going to do that, you guys, because I'm going to tell you why. If I give somebody a book and say, here you go, here's your playbook. How do I know they're gonna they're gonna be let the spirit lead? How do I know they're gonna be prayed up before that weekend? If you're gonna have a reassemble retreat or have Victoria Robinson come in and train you, then then you you had better be somebody who isn't just looking for me to give you all the answers and to give you a playbook because that's not how my I want my any any retreat that has my name on it being run. And directors have said to me after I've done a retreat, tell me the truth was the woman that was there from our center that was representing us that wants to do this, do you think she's the right person? And I've had to have some honest conversations with these directors and say, absolutely, she is. you're blessed to have her. And I've had to also say, she is not. Let her keep doing the weekly till you find the right person for the weekend. Or maybe now that she's went through it, her personality will kind of come around to do the weekend or she'll want to get more trained to do it. But right now, I would not feel confident saying, let her do a retreat in two months. It's too important. We got one shot.
2: Yeah. I I, you really, know me, I really, always give long answers. <laughs> I really feel honored to be here with Mindy and Victoria as the two, two of the editors to the new um, Forgiven and Set Free Facilitators Manual. Um, And I am actually just going through that for the first time in our weekly groups that we're doing. And Mm -hmm. um, I like what you're saying, Victoria, in that to, and and I imagine this was a real challenge in helping write that manual is to have the guidelines there, but still listening to the Holy spirit so that each group is different. Uh, Those of us that have been doing for a while are all saying amen, Victoria, because each group is different. And we do have to listen to the Holy spirit and, um, I've gotten some really good things out of the new facilitators manual. And there's some things that I've chosen not to use, at least in the group so far, but they're there. Um, And that's part of uh, the networking that we're trying to do is get those ideas out there and share new ideas. uh, Because especially for those of us that have been doing it for a long time, it's great to have some fresh material.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, Linda, because there are things in there that, that I don't always use that are, and I wrote the, I helped write the trainer's manual, which by the way, Minnie and I were incredibly humbled and honored to be part of, and, and have our names in that trainer's manual as writers. And for Linda Cochran to be now a personal friend, you think of your celebrity crushes you have, there yeah. is to me, <laughs> Linda Cochran is my hero. Yes. Um, so it's but it's very true. there and and I I have, I will be honest, had many directors who've been using the old forgiveness set free say to me, I don't like it. And I don't like that they changed it. And I understand that. And I tell them, look, I, I get it. I, I felt I was a little bit kind of like, why are we changing the book? Um, but I understood, you know, the the different reasons that, and it could have stayed the same in my opinion. It could have stayed the same. But it's still a great book. And it it hasn't taken away from any of it. Nothing's been taken away from that book to make it any. And I've used both, you guys. All the retreats I've done in the last year, I've given the the directors. They've said to me, I don't want to use the new material. We still have some of the old books and we still love the old books. Is that okay?" And I've said, yeah, because I have both trainers manual. Um, but then I've taught them some of the new, um, uh, things we've implemented so they could use them because eventually girls, you're going to have to to use the new one. That's the only training book you're going to be able to get. So you're going to have to, and the new only, only books you're going to be able to get, but use your own judgment. You don't have to do everything. There are some things I don't negotiate in my retreats that I always do, but there are some things in there that I don't always get to, and I don't beat myself up. Oh man, I meant to do this exercise or that. They're all different. That's why we can't get caught up in, oh man, I didn't do this. Victoria did this at hers when she trained us. That's okay. They don't know. Right. As long as they leave Sunday healed, that's all that matters. That's right.
0: It's really about what God is doing anyway. It's not about what we're doing. We're just there facilitating them through, encouraging them on because they've not been through this really rocky path. And it's very treacherous and scary for them in certain points. So we are there to continue to cheerlead them and encourage them and, and sometimes pull them up and keep them going. So we are running towards the end of our time together. And so I want to ask, um, at least one last question. If, if Linda, if you have one after this, go ahead, but I want to know what is the most important thing you have learned over the years leading groups that you would want to
1: pass on to others? The most important thing I have learned personally is not to take anything personally Um, and and so many other lessons, but, you know, women get angry at me in these retreats. They have cussed me out. Um, They have stomped off into the room because we are ripping them open. And that's the other thing, girls, you're going to have to develop, some thick skin. I'm not saying this doesn't happen in the weekend, but I think or in the weekly. It doesn't happen like it does in the weekend. I can tell you that as a fact, Um, because I've seen it and I've talked to other directors who don't have to deal with some of the stuff I've had to deal with, but they always come around and apologize. But if I was someone who took it personally, I'd say I'm out of here. Okay, Lord, I'm not. Um, so that's, that would be one. There's so many to list, but I would just tell you, be prayed up. If you don't take this serious, don't do it, please. I'm begging you do not do abortion recovery. If you don't have the heart for these women, if you're just doing it because it's another ministry that you see that he has a need, don't do it. You need to know that you're called to this ministry. God will qualify the called. So you don't need to worry about how you're going to do it. If you're sure the Lord has called you to this abortion recovery ministry, then he will get, he will equip you, but I'm begging you don't do it. If you're not called, these women have already been damaged enough. We don't need to damage them. more.
0: Yes. I've had women. (laughs) Oh, we're go ahead, Linda.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, This has been so helpful, Victoria, and it sounds like one of the things that I'm learning is just that the weekend retreats are more intense, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm wondering, do you, it sounds like you're coordinating with the local pregnancy centers as you're doing these, as you're traveling around, Um, is there any kind of follow-up or do they have resources um, later with that local pregnancy center or whatever when you leave that they can go to as they continue to process
1: so they, when it's the pregnancy centers, they are following up themselves. They're kind of like, I'm how it's set up is a pregnancy centers has, they'll contact me, Victoria, we want to contract you to, to come train us to do a weekend retreat. And I tell them, okay, and a couple of times they'll say, we'll take a couple days and have the whole staff there. I said, nope, nope. We're going to actually do one. We're not, I'm not coming there to have some meeting in your conference room. Let's actually do a retreat. So they put it all together. That in itself trains them how to do it. They they may not know that's the method, but that's what I'm getting them to do. I give them everything that I have that I use. I send them my letters. I tell them to change it into their, personalize it with their center. With my name on it and theirs on it as the facilitators, but I give them everything I have, I'll send to them and show them when to send it, what to send, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So they are starting, they're getting them together. They get the retreat. They get the venue. So when someone calls me, Linda, like right now I have a home in Montana. I have a home in Florida. I have a home in Dallas. I have a home in Phoenix. I have a home in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I have a home in North Carolina. I have a home here in Nashville. Seven, and there's a couple more, I can't remember, who have said, you can use our homes. And what I've done is, because I don't want to be traveling all over the world. I mean, I'm doing that now because I'm training. But what I did, like, let's say, take Kenosha. The couple there who said, I met them. I know them. They said, do you know we have two Airbnbs? They're yours. How often do you need to use them? And I caught contact, got in touch with the center in Kenosha. We connected together through this couple. Now the center in Kenosha has been trained by me. Now they get to use that house as their as their retreat center three times a year. Because that couple, I've passed the baton to the, them and said, I've trained them. They're ready. Instead of me saying, Oh, I need a booko Center or a retreat in Kenosha. That center is doing it now. So I'm connecting with the center in Phoenix. I'm connecting with centers in Montana. That way they can use the space. It doesn't have to be reassemble Victoria that does them. I want the centers to have that blessing. The only reason these people who've offered me these properties haven't gone to the centers because they don't even know they exist. They just know about Victoria Robinson and Reassemble. So that has worked out beautiful for these centers when they contact me. All right, here's what you need to do. Get the venue. Go start looking through your through your client list to see who you have in there, who's on the waiting list, or who's had an abortion that we can contact to see if they'd like to. We need to set a date. They'll put everything together. I give them a supplies list, everything. I show up. And then I do, I take it from there. But this is training them already before I even get there. Yep. I don't even know if that answered your question, Linda. But uh, I think I was supposed—I think I was supposed, I back, I was supposed to, the, to say that for someone. And back to the
2: importance of networking, absolutely, yeah. and yeah, that the is importance it. of network. Exactly, and that's what I want to do, you guys. I'm not trying to yeah. be
1: the the reassemble, be the biggest, hugest post, you know, abortion recovery ministry in the world. I, I don't have that big an ego. I want us to be, do. I, my dream and vision is that in this country, every weekend, somebody is doing a, a reassemble retreat somewhere in this country, or at least once a month, everywhere in this country, there's a retreat going on. And that, we have a network so that I can go to these people who reach out and say, there's one actually going to be in where you live in three months. You need to call this. Here's the number. Call them up. They'll get you in. They're doing the same retreats that I teach or they do weekly, whatever it is. I want to see abortion recovery happening. And I know there's a lot of the weekly going on, but I want to see as many weekend retreats going on as the weekly
2: because we absolutely need or Rachel's Vineyard offer. or deeper still. Yes. We've just got to work together. Yes, we've got great. to.
1: Because they yes. still don't know it exists, Linda. Yeah. Everywhere I go to speak, people approach me. There's there's help for someone like me. I've never even heard of this, mm-hmm. and so we've all got to work together and make sure that um, women get the help they need, and men. I'm doing my first men's retreat in August here in Nashville. I have one spot left. So if you if there's a man that you know who's post-abortive who wants to come to a retreat for men. Let me know right away. Email me, victoria at reassemblelife.com. Go to my website, reassemblelife.com. Get in touch with me. If you think you want me to come train you to do these weekend retreats, if you're someone who's seasoned, who wants to go through one, I'll try to get you in one. It might be a while, but I can try. Um, But, or if you're a pregnancy center, I want to partner with pregnancy centers. Learning how to, and you don't have to call them reassemble retreats. I, I mean, I'd like it if you do, but you could say in partnership with Reassemble Retreats, but I, I just want you to get trained. Um, if you have a, a banquet coming up and you need a banquet speaker, the, get in touch with me. Go through ambassadors. I'm with ambassadors, been with them for years. And, and let's, let's connect. Let's get together. We can make a difference. I have done so many retreats for centers that I spoke at their banquets. And then they bring me back and say, okay, now our boards met you, our our donors met you, we got the okay, let's do a retreat. So we just have to work together and stop trying to reinvent the wheel. I mean, really, we don't need to do that.
0: Absolutely. And our time is now coming to a close. We have a bunch of questions still that we wanted to ask you, Victoria. So I hope that you'll come back and answer all these questions. Yeah. Well, we can hopefully do part three and four. If we get to that too, I know you have a lot more to say.
1: (laughs) You know Um, me well, my sweet girl. I do.
0: (laughs) Um, So anyway, I will, um, after in the closing uh, section of this, there will be, Uh, ways to get in contact with Victoria, if you want her to come and do a reassembled retreat with you and teach you how to do it the way she does it. And then I will also have her contact information in the show notes. So thank you so much. Hey, friends, maybe you heard something that uh, piqued your interest and you want to know more today. You can contact Victoria at Victoria at reassemblelife.com or visit her website at www.reassemblelife.com. You can contact Mindy at Mindy at an or Linda, you can contact her at Recovery network at gmail.com.